So we've had an opportunity to talk to several people from the uh, the Clinton campaign. We have reached out to the Trump campaign, tried to get anyone from their campaign, whether it be Pence or Trump himself, no response. The Hillary uh, Clinton campaign, they've made their people available to us and they've gotten us some pretty good names. We don't endorse her for president. We don't endorse Trump for president. We just encourage you to vote and vote with your conscience. Tomorrow's your last day to do so. The leader of the free world will be elected, and like it or not, Governor Tim or uh, Congressman Tim Tim Kaine, Senator Senator Tim Kaine, <laughs> might be the next Vice President of the United States of America. We received word last week that we had an opportunity to speak with Tim Kaine. Soul brother Kevin and I were unavailable. Seth Kushner, putting in his hard work, came up to the radio station with his wife and his two dogs, pre-approved questions in hand (laughs) for the Clinton campaign wants to be sure that we ask the right questions in the right order. Let the people know they didn't want me to ask one of the questions, but I still did it. They said no questions about medical marijuana. But Seth Kushner, he didn't get to where he is by listening to Flax and Handlers. No, just kidding. They were all really cool. <laughs> and on a We've Saturday afternoon, there was Seth. Probably in the Dove production, or the Dove studio, if I know him. Yes. I got there at 5.30 for a 6 o'clock interview that ended up not happening until 6.15. Of course, because that's how things go in radio. Well... They said that he needed to find a new phone to make the call. We wanted a good connection. So they told you that you had five minutes, not a second more. They said, I'll give you a few seconds for an intro and a few seconds for an outro, but you got to be out in five minutes. And she said, I'm going to text you a two-minute warning and a one-minute warning. Wow. So like I said earlier, normally you have a producer for those kinds of things where they'll text me and then I'll hold up a one or two, you know. Right. But I had to see that happening and do the interview, which I'm not an experienced host or interviewer, so it was a lot to deal with. It was a fantastic, frenetic, five-minute interview. I didn't know anything about Tim Kaine going into this interview, and I came away knowing more about Tim Kaine than I knew before the interview. Make our bed and we'll stay out late. God, I love the song. I'm glad you liked the interview. You were the last person I sent it to who got back to me. Oh, yeah. No, I was busy. Well, you sent it to me. I was in Orlando already for Halloween Horror Nights. So I uh, I didn't listen to it until uh, yesterday on my couch. And then I listened to it. And then I listened to it again. And I said, man, this is a really good interview. And I played it for my son. And he said, wow, that's cool that you guys got to interview him. Oh, good. He said, I'm proud of Uncle Seth. And, uh, he didn't say that he hates me now. No. Uh, and and so, without further ado, this is so huge for us. Tim Kaine, vice presidential hopeful, and Seth Kushner from this past Saturday. Hey, Seth, Tim. Senator, how you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for taking some time for us today. I really appreciate it. Oh, yeah. We're, we're having a great time doing campaign events in Florida and on our way to to hang with John Bon Jovi for a while. Yeah, you think you're going to go up on stage with Bon Jovi tonight and play anything? What's the plan for that? 
Well, usually I'm the last to know about something like so. We'll just have to be in suspense and see what happens. Senator Kane, I want to know, have you had any out-of-body moments during this campaign where you just couldn't believe you're in a position to be the next vice president? Seth, I, I have those moments every day where I'm like, is this really me doing this? I'll tell you one that was funny is after I got on the ticket uh, in Philadelphia at the convention, we were leaving the convention hall on the night that President Obama and, and uh, Vice President Biden spoke. And so they both had motorcades, and Hillary had a motorcade. And I was in a limo, and somebody turned and said, hey, uh, Senator, sorry, your motorcade is going to be fourth in line. And like, well, I've never even had a motorcade, so I just deadpanned. I hate it when my motorcade's fourth in line. <laughs> it just seems so surreal that I had a motorcade at all. And when I said it that way, it made my wife bust out laughing, which is usually what I'm trying to do in life is just make her laugh. What's it like inside those motorcades, Senator? It is. There's a lot of noise is, is what I can tell you. There's a lot of noise. But, but um, you know, the folks who work on the security detail become, become your friends. They're pros. They have a job to do, but they become your friends. Senator, I want to know, is there a story out of all the people that you've met so far on the road that has really stuck with you? Wow. There, there are a couple, but maybe the one that I would think of first. I was at the campaigning at the Iowa State Fair, and um, I ran into a grandfather holding a little boy, clearly his grandson, and I said, hey, tell me about this guy, and, this, and the kid's name was Jude, and he said, well, I'll tell you about Jude. He's three and a half years old, and he's already had five open-heart operations at the Children's Hospital in Omaha, and by now, Jude's mom and dad came over, too, and the dad was a pretty big guy, and the, and the dad sort of put his hand on my shoulders and said, you know, Jude wouldn't have been able to have these operations had it not been for the Affordable Care Act, and because of his heart condition, he would, before the Affordable Care Act, he would have had a pre-existing condition and never been able to get health insurance in his life. Will you tell me that you will make sure that the Affordable Care Act isn't isn't repealed by a, a Donald Trump and all these people lose these protections. And I said, you can absolutely have my word on it. Hillary and I will maintain and improve it, but we're not going to let anybody take health insurance away from 20 million people, especially your son. Well, I can definitely see why that story stuck with you. I am with Senator Tim Kaine right now on the phone. Senator, I want to know, I'm going to change it up quickly on you. What band t-shirts do you own? Oh my gosh. Well, I used to own an Elvis Costello T-shirt. Oh, and I actually have one. The re- I'm a huge Replacements fan. Okay. Um, I don't have a Replacements T-shirt, but they have a song called Buck Hill, which is named after a ski area in Minnesota. And I got my son, who lives in Minneapolis, to buy a Buck Hill T-shirt for me that I wear when I work out. So far, nobody has connected it with the Replacements, <laughs> but at least I know it's connected to the Replacements. It's going to happen now after everybody hears this interview, Senator. <laughs> Senator, I, wa- I want to know, uh, here in Florida, this is a big topic of conversation. What are your thoughts on Amendment 2, which would legalize medicinal marijuana? You know, Hillary and I both believe states can be labs for that and that they should do what they think is right. Um, we support at the federal level two things with respect to marijuana. One is President Obama has recently rescheduled marijuana to a different classification of drugs because before the classification of marijuana was such that you couldn't even do research into its effects. And I think there's some research that needs to be done, for example, about marijuana and pain management. It may be that marijuana for some kinds of pain management would be much less harmful than opioid prescription medicines, for example. Also, we really believe in sentencing reform at the federal level so that um, folks who've been convicted of nonviolent drug offenses should not be imprisoned to the degree they are in this country. But for purposes of the state laws, whether it's medical or recreational. We, we feel like we should leave that up to the states 
And so I'll leave that one up to Florida voters. Well, a lot of people are going to be happy to hear that. Senator, I just have one more minute left with you, so i got to ask you a few quick questions. I want to know, do you enjoy brunch? And if so, what is your favorite brunch food? I do enjoy brunch and Eggs Benedict. i got to go with Eggs Benedict. All right. Are you a Game of Thrones fan? And if you're not, what's your go-to TV show right now? Um, I will tell you, I've never watched Game of Thrones. I'm more into reality shows like River Monsters and Portlandia. Wow, okay. And uh, my last question for you, what's the last thing you want people to think about when they go to vote this Tuesday? Um, That it's an honor and privilege to live in a nation where we can all participate, and we ought to make history on Tuesday to elect a super-qualified Hillary Clinton as president, the first woman president in this country. Senator Tim Kaine, I appreciate you taking a few minutes to spend with me. Have fun tonight. I don't know if Bon Jovi's going to let you play with him, but I hope he does. And uh, thanks for taking a few minutes today. Really appreciate it. You bet. Thank you. Yeah, really fun to talk. Thanks so much, man. Thanks, Senator. Thanks, guys. Hey, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Have a good day. Bye. You too. Thanks, guys. That's scary. <laughs> right? Can you believe, like, uh, all those people listening? Yeah. That's all right. They liked it, though. He sounded like he had a blast. I mean, they wrote me back and said he enjoyed it. I don't know if that's true, but... He, I, a, he sounded... Yeah. yeah. He was I mean, into he, it. He gets so many standard questions that the opportunity for him to, like, talk about Buck Hill by the... Repl- I didn't know that the dude was a replacements fan. And Elvis Costello. That's why I wanted to ask. He likes brunch? An ex-Benedict? His answer on marijuana, a political answer, but a good one. Seems like he's for it. Yeah, I think they're for the state's right to decide what the state wants. And I got to say, great interview. He was awesome. You were great. Fantastic. Thank you. I appreciate it. Well done, man. Extremely proud. That is vice presidential candidate Tim Kaine. Did you think there was a chance I was going to screw it up? No. Come on, be honest. You screw it up? No. Not even a not e- I hadn't even had that thought. It's a replacements, Buck Hill. The fact that he's a replacements fan is awesome. One of Minneapolis's greatest bands. You know how I'm so paranoid about everything, so that's why I had Phoebe come up to the radio station with me in case something happened when I was recording. Of course. 727-579-1025 and 800-771-1025. What's up, Jeff? Welcome to Drew Grabo Live. Hey, guys. Best stellar job. Stellar, stellar job, man. I, I Best interview of the, the VP candidate yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. I loved it. Yeah, it's definitely. I, I, that solidified my vote yesterday that I made for those two. So thanks, man. Awesome. Thank you, dude. Thank you. By the way, we just got a tweet. Just now on air, Tim Kaine mistakenly tells that Drew on the radio that Obama recently rescheduled marijuana. Nope, that didn't happen. He didn't. He tried to. But hey, we're not here for accuracy. Kevin Lawton, great job with the Tim Kaine interview. The guy is awesome. Kerry Tebow, great interview. Love the concert t-shirt question. He said he used to have an Elvis Costello t-shirt, and then he got the Buck Hill t-shirt from his son. Uh, to pay homage to the uh, replacements. I got to give props to Sean Daly because I called him when I found out about the interview for some advice because he, he's interviewed a ton of people and he uh, 
he actually, we wrote that first question together, and then I wrote the second. I asked, he was like, you got to ask him about what his favorite music is, but I said, all right, I'm going to ask him if he has any band t-shirts, and that'll mm. be the way that I kind of ask him the same old tired question, what's on your iPod that don't even exist anymore? Yeah, and and uh, it, it just flowed well, and- uh, I just got to that point where they had sent me a text one minute left, <sighs> and I said, I, I have to ask about brunch, I have to ask about Game of Thrones, or I'm going to hate myself. Uh, Steve just said, who knew Tim Kaine is a cool guy? Anybody that likes the replacements and Portlandia is okay in my book. And uh, your buddy Pants said, wait to hit him with the hard-hitting questions, Hollandaise or nah. 727-579-1025. Um, Nikki, you sent me some audio about uh, about Hoppy and, on uh, Mo's show this weekend. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh- him and uh, SBK had a moment. Well, yes. Uh, I. By the way, I saw something on Kevin's Twitter that I want to bring up. Uh, did you get the phone call yet today? Uh, y- yes, and it didn't really go the way oh. I thought it was going to go. Well, damn it to hell. Because yeah. I've been hoping, I've been keeping my fingers crossed ever since I saw that tweet last night that you were waiting on the transplant phone call. Yeah, yeah. and the lady who was supposed to give me that phone call was on vacation for a week. Right. Oh, good. Yeah, so I'll just wait. <laughs> I mean, no one assigned to her. No one can delegate. That's not how it works. Don't they realize that your life is hanging in the balance? That's America, I guess. Get vacation. You got to cash them. Use them or lose them. (laughs) Call me crazy, but if if like I know a dude is waiting to hear from me about a kidney transplant, I'm gonna I'm gonna get my coworker and go. Hey, listen, you got this guy Kevin. He's waiting to hear from someone. I will say that in this process, the waiting is why people die. Right. Yeah. And it's that's the part I don't understand the gaps in in treatment. I don't understand it. Me either. And if you're in that industry, it's not like in radio where it's like, oh, hey, I'm going on vacation. A promo didn't get cut. So what's supposed to so what's supposed to happen will be happening in a week. <laughs> I've been assured that. Okay. She comes back first thing. Get on it. <laughs> you're number one on my list. All right. So uh, SBK was. Uh, by the way, how was the f- the fish fry at uh, Love's? Did you get any catfish? I did get some catfish, and you know I'm not the biggest fan of catfish, but I will right. say I I managed to give it a second try, and I don't know what they were doing down there at Love's, but it was pretty damn good. And uh, during Mo's uh, show, Ryan Hoppy off the air of all things uh, took this a shot was, at Kevin. This was something that happened off the air. That got onto the air because Mo was stirring the pot. Mo, yeah, stirring Mo the stirring. pot. He was stirring the pot, instigating. Yeah. Let's hear it right here. And he was looking at me when he said Beetlejuice is great, and I go, "Why are you looking at me?" And he goes, "You look like Beetlejuice. <laughs> you kind of do a, li- a little Dude. bit." Okay, so 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 let's let's all right. And then I, because I just I can show restraint, I decided to hold a punch back and not crush his ego and say anything. And then he apologized to me off the air, then gets right back on the air now and yes. tells me that I look like Beetlejuice. Yes. You think I look like Beetlejuice? Not it's not that you look like him, it's just the, the head. It's okay, <laughs> so. Making it worse. Now, Making it worse. Strike one, you are now walking in the ring alone. I withdraw my support from you right. for the fight that's coming up next week. So, oh, he was like the only one on your side. I've too. always wow. been the only one on his side, and you've never shown any appreciation for wow. that. Yeah, I have. No, no, you're about, as, you're about as two faces they come, and I can really call you out, but I'll oh. do it later. Do it. And when you come out to me later on on the air, when you come over to me going, Kevin, that was all for radio to fun. And no, it's will. not. This is real. No, Ryan always says by what he says I, is real. Who I do? No, and you, I know no you he do, does but, not. He 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 backpedals. He tries to apologize. He wants to stay in people's good graces. I've true. always supported you when other people who remain nameless did not. Mm-hmm. They pooped on you, and I defended you. Had arguments and got yelled at off the air for putting you on the air, and always have supported you. But if I look like Beetlejuice to you, then uh, Beetlejuice is out. 
Ryan Hoppy. What's up? I did not know you were going to be here today. Uh, Nikki just messaged me. I'm going to be doing happy hour in like 25 minutes because Ian Beckles is going to be on. Oh. So she sent me a message. So I was like, yeah, I'll come down and do this live. What would you like to say to Soul Brother Kevin? By the way, one of the only people to support you this entire time, one of your biggest, most ardent supporters, who you then uh, crapped upon by telling him that he looks I'm, like Beetlejuice. I'm texting Ian to tell him to cancel. <laughs> <laughs> SBK, and I'm not just saying this because I'm on a primetime afternoon show. I'm not just saying this because I said this twice. Listen to me. I was joking, and when I was on air, I was under pressure trying to fit in with the crew. You said this you, off the air. You don't look like... Beetlejuice from Howard Show. I, I was already trying know to be, that, you idiot. <laughs> I was no, but let me explain. When I said it, I was trying to fit in with the crew. But you said it off the air. Were you saying it just so you could get on the mic so you could say it no, on the air? I have this thing Come where on, when man. I join any type of conversation between people, I have this thing where I need to give my word in and I need to really work on shutting the hell up. So I was like, oh, that's gonna be a funny thing to say. Kind of like that show Herman's Head from the '90s That's on a Fox. Very, very current reference there. Huh? <laughs> I've been watching it on YouTube. It's great. Basically, head. my head is like a bunch of different people saying, "Say this or say right. this." And who's and the that, guy who told you to tell uh, Kevin that he looked like Beetlejuice? I don't know, but fire I'm that sorry guy from your head. No, it's not. It's not that I look like him. It's just that our heads are the same, right? <laughs> I felt horrible when I said it. It was uh, an yeah. insult. It wasn't funny. Are we good, SBK? No, we're not good. No, I can't let it go. Okay. That, that, it's I, too soon. I, I'm cool with that. I completely get it's it. I just wanted to say it was me trying to fit in with the boys. It's not taking it back. It didn't there, work. So sorry. It wasn't funny. And I said sorry to you afterwards. You and seemed I pretty pr proud of yourself at the time. I don't know. Because I was trying to fit in with the crew. You were already and with the crew. We've done this multiple times. I have rather where I've said something or done something and then I make people mad. If it was using the room in the afternoon a year ago and Nikki and Drew got mad at me or if it was a few jokes I've I said that. about Mike Calta. I got mad when at I'm, you also for that. Just, <laughs> <you know. laughs> just for the record, we were sweetheart. all mad at you. <laughs> but my thing is I'm really working on being a better person and not saying dumb things and I was just so disappointed I, in saying that because I felt like I made progress and not being a moron and then I said it and that's why I felt bad so then when Mo asked me if I believed it on air I said so because I was trying to be funny because when we're on air we turned it up to entertain the listeners mm. so why did you say it off there was that to entertain who just the three people three or four I don't people believe that, that you look like Beetlejuice from Howard it just slipped out of my head it was like what can Hoppy say that's wacky and edgy and I just said it and I'm an idiot so the only person that's consistent from I know, day one man. you and Mike Olivero and Rob are the only ones that have liked me this whole time but even Mike O and Rob have had points where they won't send me a text for a month or Mike will get so mad at me he'll say get the hell out of my office right and that's what but we're going through right that's now so <laughs> Hold on, Hoppy, a pattern. I've been on your podcast twice and you're cool too but the thing about <laughs> SBK no listen listen the thing about SBK is different You're you cool are the producer of Drew's show so you do whatever Drew wants you to do <laughs> you oh my god get out of here Hoppy you are such an idiot you are the biggest moron I've ever talked to in my life Get out of here. But what I'm getting at is... Is that how you think it works, dude? Is no, that how you think no, it works? Let me explain. Do you know why I'm here? I'm here because I don't do everything that Drew wants. That's why I'm here. You, you are in radio. You have no idea how this works, I'm man. not done. I'm not done. Yes, you are. Get out of here. Did You're you hear Drew's, who I just talked to? Did you hear? You're Drew's right-hand man. But at the same time, SBK is the co-host oh, no. that keep, has the different opinion. Digging, buddy. So, whatever.
That's what I'm saying. My mouth gets me to these places that just never end. Oh never, my Hoppy. Lord. Never. Never. Also, they're not having... There's no jobs at Kawa Coffee. Yeah. So know. I'm shoot out of luck. Oh, my God. I want to know where the part is where Seth starts doing whatever I say. I've never seen Seth like that. That part is cool. Oh, my God. Come on, Hoppy, man. You've been in the game for too long. You should know but what everybody's what role is. was you're his right-hand man where whatever mm. Drew wants. You do... While you've changed his act and made Drew a better man, but SBK has always been the rebel. Where even when Drew didn't like me, SBK was on my side, which is why me saying that, what? saying he looked like Beetlejuice, was lame because he's the one person who's had my back. That's what I was trying to get at before that man. whole conundrum just happened. That was awesome. Oh, that was great. Okay, so we good? <laughs> Old Seth is back. <laughs> Drew, do you see where I'm coming from? Uh, don't, don't drag me into this crowd. <laughs> I'm just a ringleader, dude. I just, I'm just too busy bossing around Seth. That's not what hey, I meant. When, oh. when Ian gets here, tell him who he looks like. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we tried to work things oh, out here. Man. <laughs> I feel like I dug myself in a bigger Oh, you, did. Did. you definitely you did. did. You, you definitely did, because now it's going to be you approaching the ring alone. And yeah, uh, who's, who's going to the ring with you now? My, my I mean, is- my show sponsors, but I guess no on-air talent because Mo's getting married and SBK backed out. So. Oh, no, 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 man. I, I'll be there. You will? Yeah, in Jake's corner. <laughs> <laughs> Brought uh, to you by Main Event Boxing and Thomas Gorganis of Burn Fitness in Largo. What is, what is this? This guy's plus. This plus. You, you dumped that right <laughs> now. You can't on our show. <laughs> All right, well, Ryan, thank you for stopping by and I making know I things scared much the hell worse. Out of you just coming in here randomly. Uh, yeah, no, I looked up and then Hoppy was coming in, and uh, man, now it's going to be. Uh, we should sub out Jake and have you fight Ryan Hoppy in the punch out. Uh, oh, I man. only could, I could fight Hoppy right now. <laughs> I'm down. This moment. You, you almost got to? a water bottle in the chest. I know you're real mad at me. <laughs> oh man, this has been great. That's all good. All right, well, thank you, uh, thank you, Ryan. Good luck this Saturday. Yeah, and, thank uh, you. And uh, we <laughs> we appreciate you stopping oh, by. He came in to work things out with SBK, and now everyone on the show hates him except me of course Ryan. <laughs> for now for now but i'm sure you'll say something that'll make things a million times worse ohio ready for some quick mental health facts let's go nearly two million ohioans live with a mental health condition in the u.s more than 50 percent of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.